rock and roll? Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were all to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4, live from the tap room at Dubs Dread golf course with Will Perry in the house, Holly G. And it is a very special night because we are celebrating the 18th anniversary of one of the best regional golf publications in the country, homegrown here right in Orlando by the one, the only queen bee herself, (laughs) Terry Purdom. Congratulations, Florida Golf Central, then Southern Golf Central, now Golf Central Magazine's 18th anniversary. Terry P., welcome. Thank you. Congratulations. That's a big accomplishment, my friend. Lots of gratitude. Lots of love. I feel it. And, you know, we manifested something from just a cool idea, wanted to do it, and needed to be done. And now it's fun. It's, that's what we do is fun golf. Well, that is no, it's no easy chore to put out a magazine, especially today, a monthly magazine that is how many pages every 76. month? 76. 76 pages, a lot of content. And we are so blessed. We are so lucky to have attracted the people over the 18 years that supply photographs, that supply articles, and the charity work that they've done to help the golf grow, the game grow. Uh, again, my whole thing is make it comfortable, make it fun, you know, bring the beginners, the new people in and make them see that it's okay to be out there with the rest of us having a good time. But the magazine has manifested from a, what looked like a bad high school report. The first issue, April 1st, 99, uh, 99, it's a long time ago. Back in the day when you had your very own golf retail shop in Castleberry, the golf addict for those who may remember. Yeah, that was $80,000. Somebody should have poked me in the eye with a fork about... Well, like, some things haven't changed <laughs> in the golf business. Well, you know, really, what, did you, what was I thinking? But there we go. That's how Golf Central became what it is today. Turf Travel Philanthropy Lifestyle is our new tagline. Uh, everybody go to turflife.club to check out our lifestyle brand. And Golf Central Mag is our new website. So we'd love to hear from all the Holly's listeners, our readers, everybody out there on Facebook. Whatever suggestions, ideas, always looking for cart girls of the month, right, Will? Well, you've got to give them your social media, too. Uh, it, it is Golf Central Magazine. There you go. Thank you, see The You're social welcome. media guy comes in. That's and, right. And, and also Golf Central Mag and Turf Life. Perfect. Fantastic. And we're, uh, we're just getting ready to get the party started out here. It's a beautiful night at Dub's Dread. You know, and I just played room. here yesterday. You did listen to you. I played in the little nine-hole uh, golf networking event. Our team didn't do so well, but I did okay. You got to love Dubstart. Right in the heart of downtown Orlando. One of the busiest in the area. And Absolutely. historical. The historical yes. value on the list of the Florida Historic Golf Trail. This room that we're hosting our uh, soiree, we call it the Nowadays Soiree, is the historic room at Tap, tap Room Historic 
ballroom. Is that and it's is got the most amazing stone fireplace. Uh, not something we're probably going to have to crank up tonight, but we've got a bunch of activities going on. Because Burn it down. We've got oh, some God. glow golf that's going to happen later oh, out excited. on the driving range. So if any of you are uh, you know, needing something to do on a Wednesday night over the hump night, come on out and join us at Dub's. Dread the tap room, and we're gonna we're just getting the party started here, Terry it's, P. It's right now. I feel the love. I feel the energy. I feel the heat. It's coming on. The fireplace isn't on, but I feel the heat. Absolutely. And uh, hey, Will P. It was a big weekend of golf at the Valero. Big V victory for Kevin Chapel. It's about time he finally got one, right? Finally getting it. He's over put himself in the, the contention quite a bit over the last couple of years. Thirty years old, well deserved, and. Uh, you know, it's really fun to watch these first-timers because the, the jumps, he went from 113 Down to 21st to, on the FedEx That's Cup. a huge jump. Uh, that puts him in some pretty good position right now, especially, I mean, there's a lot of golf to, to go here until September. But some of you may remember Kevin uh, was finished second, I think, or tied for second in the Tour Championship. So he was sort of a surprise at the end of the year. Uh, thought. He, I can't remember the tournament was that he was leading right before the Tour Championship that I thought he, he would actually have won. But I well, think he the, was in it at the players as well, I think. I think the nerves got to him a little bit, but, boy, he looked cool as a cucumber on Sunday coming down the final stretch there at TPC San Antonio. We have the players coming up up there in Sawgrass TPC. We and do. Really cool news I want to share. We have in-room distribution at the Marriott during the Players' Championship. So you guys can pick up the latest issue of Golf Central Magazine in your room at the Marriott Sawgrass TPC during Players. It's hard to believe that we're just a couple of weeks away from the, te- right from, uh, right from the Players' Championship. Right here. Well, I guess three weeks by this point, if you include this week. Yeah, and we're uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of stuff going on in the golf world. National Golf, golf Day. Day. Do-do-do-do. For those of you who may not know, We Are Golf is a coalition of golf's leading organization hosting its 10th annual National Golf Day today on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. This is a, this is a big event for it's the golf huge. industry. It's we, an educational event, too. That's one thing I really love, that people are actually getting, after 10 years, what today is supposed to be about, the recognition, the awareness. And all the, the major golf associations, uh, the club managers, the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America, the LPGA, the PGA of America, the PGA Tour, all the honchos, the USGA are showing up for National Golf Day. Get this, last year, Terry P., this would put us to sleep in about 10 minutes, <laughs> 150 scheduled congressional meetings they held uh-uh. in one Not day. Not for me. Not interesting. Capitol lots, Hill. Lots of adult beverages before oh, the can we get the, uh Can we get the snooze button out? Yeah. We probably need a few um, bullhorns to keep some <laughs> of the people we know yeah. in those golf associations awake. But, you know, the, the key about National Golf Day is that golf is a major industry, and we make, we as an industry make a positive impact on America's economic, environmental, and social agendas. So a lot of being talked about today about accessibility, sustainability, growing the game, diversity, diversity, and of course, all of our charitable efforts. So um, many, many organizations up there, uh, you know, blowing the horn for golf. And that's important. National Golf Day. And speaking of, we've got an interesting event this week going on as well with the uh, Zurich Classic. Two-man teams, some interesting 
uh, competitions coming up. I, I know that uh, we'll be talking with Bob Herrig a little bit later. He'll have a little bit more with us on that. I kind of like the group of Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, Stenson, and Rose are playing together. You know, even though it's a new event, I think it could it could have some staying power. Possibly. Well, it's an event that's been around a long time, but it's the first time they've done a team golf event. I think, think since 1981, you know, we're used to seeing team events at the Ryder Cup, mm-hmm. at the President's Cup, and uh, I think it's going to be really interesting. Some of the teams have come together in interesting ways. Either, you know, they were collegiate buddies, for instance, um, Billy Horschel and uh, Matt Every. Yep. For, Justin you know. Thomas and Bud Cauley from Alabama are playing together. Yeah. Um, what were some of the other ones? How about uh, the, Bubba, the Bubba. Jordan Spieth story you were mentioning? That was Who's a good he one. Playing with? Jordan's playing with Brian Palmer, a former Dallas Texan resident, and they become pretty good friends. And Texas they were boys. Mm-hmm. They were they were playing a casual round apparently in November, and Ryan said to Jordan, "If I beat you, you have to take me as your partner in Zurich." and in fact, actually, I think it was their caddies that came up with the bet. And oh, it, yeah. That's fine. That's cool. And so, uh, you know, Good for I'm, Ryan sure, Palmer. I'm sure Jordan was a much sought after teammate and, uh, you know, good on him and, and good on Jordan. That's going to be fun. Let's see. Uh, Bubba is playing with J.B. Holmes. That should Couple be a great pairing. Couple of long pairing. ballers, yeah. You think J.B. is going to get Bubba to show up in some um, pink? Some some. No, I think, will Bubba get JP to Just show up in pink? Or will JP get him to show up in some camo? What do you think? Uh, I think it's more likely that JB would wear pink, yeah. I, I would think. I'm agreeing. And yeah. hit some velvet golf balls, which yes. is the Bubba ball now. Turf Life Golf Central ball. We have ball. Um, Henrik Stenson and Justin Rose, who are teaming it up together. Right and as we've been talking about, Will, Ian Poulter, who would have thought he'd be struggling to you know, keep his card. He is teaming up with Jeff Ogilvy. Maybe this will be the week Ian gets the victory. And, uh, you know, he loves this. He loves this format. He loves team play. He put himself in contention in in the past couple of weeks. I mean, kind of, he has no choice at this point. Either, Either he plays well or he's going to have to go to the web. So I guess we'll see what happens there. But um, you know, definitely a guy who's who's had a lot of staying power on tour for a long time and has been a, a Ryder Cup stalwart. So it's pretty surprising, actually, that somebody like that would get to this point. Um, in related weird news, Will. Is this the potato hash brown? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're used to things being recalled in the auto business, right, in the so food business. But I'm not quite sure I've ever heard something quite this bizarre. Hash browns recalled over, quote, extraneous golf ball materials found in the hash browns. Are you kidding me? That is very odd. How does this happen? I believe it. The word they used was inadvertently harvested fragments. Do you think maybe somebody was using the potato farm for a driving range and therefore... Oh, that makes perfect sense. Golfers, exactly golfers will find anywhere they can hit golf balls. So well, a golf ball looks like a potato. Somebody might have harvested yeah. some potatoes and had the golf balls in there. In Harley, uh, that's a great thought. I don't know. I don't know about Idaho <laughs> potatoes, but... Um, <laughs> and, hey, beware Floridians because some of these products were distributed in the Sunshine State, the Harris Teeter products to be uh, specific. Uh, as well as Roundy's products. I've never seen Roundy's products. I don't know who products. Roundy's I have no are. idea what that is. I think they, sold at Aldi. I think they uh, might, be. 
Yeah, it might be more in the Midwest, maybe Illinois and Wisconsin. But, um, yes, uh, beware the next time you whip up your hash browns, uh, particularly after a long night out on the town. Yeah, you, you might, might find some urethane cover in for. there. You, you go for the hash browns at the uh, Waffle House. All right. Well, we are live. The Golf Insiders from beautiful Dubstred Golf Course, the tap room. We're just starting to get the party started. I feel the love in the room. Terry Purdom, we're celebrating her 18th anniversary. Florida Golf Central Magazine. We've got more golf talk coming up. Stay with us. The Golf Insiders will be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 live from the tap room at beautiful Dubstred Golf Course in downtown Orlando. One of my favorites in the area. Plus, it's only five minutes from my house. Oh, this place is packed. They do the rounds here. It's a beautiful night. We are celebrating the 18th anniversary of our very own homegrown regional publication, Florida Golf Central Magazine. And uh, Terry Purdom, the publisher, having a great little shindig here tonight, Will P. And we're happy to be part of this celebration. How now, long have you known Terry? Longer than I want to admit. Yeah, I think I've known her for eight years. Terry is, you know, just uh, an inspiration in terms of somebody who's been able to start a magazine from scratch. And in today's world of many publications going away, she's continued to put out an amazing publication. And we're going to talk more to her next segment. We also want to announce... Our partnership with the Big Summer Golf Card, your guide to a summer of great golf. The Big Summer Golf Card is now expanding into Orlando to bring all Orlando and Central Florida golfers just great deals on golf all summer. This uh, card has been around on the West Coast for a long time, Will Perry, and now here in Orlando. In fact, we're going to participate in a tournament. They're inviting people out to uh, play at Disney on Monday for 25 bucks. You can come out and play the Disney Palm Course. It's a 1 o'clock shotgun. To find out more, you can go to our website, thegolfinsiders.com, and for $60, you can buy the summer Big Summer Golf Card, play from... May until the end of October, Will, and some cases, some of the courses, all the way through to December. OCN's on the list. Isn't Black Bear as well? Black Bear's on the list. Um, uh, oh, there's, I mean, you name it, any popular course you want to play in this area, they're on the list, and you get to play the, the lowest published round uh, of the day when you go out and you use your card. Lots of, lots of benefits, too. They have the Big Money Golf Tour every month. They draw for prizes with all the people Everyone that Everyone likes played. free swag and when it comes to golf. And we only partner with people that give away That's true. swag. That's true. So we are going to uh, go to one of our favorite golf insiders right now to talk about what's going on. Uh, the Valero from last weekend, and we're moving on to Zurich on the PGA Tour. Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Hey, how are you guys doing today? We are doing great, and uh, we're live at a big event here, Bob, uh, celebrating Florida Golf Central Magazine's 18th anniversary. And are you at? Uh, are you in New Orleans? 
No, I am not, unfortunately. Uh, great, great event this week, too. A, a nice different spin on things. I wish I could have gone. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you've got to stay home and, you know, I know, uh, get some time off. But let's talk a little bit about this new format, uh, Team Golf. I know, I, I love it. I just can't get enough of, you know, that Ryder Cup, President's Cup kind of action. And having played in some of those tournaments, there is no pressure like alternate shot. Correct, and I, I just think it's a terrific idea to do something different. Uh, this is a time of year that's kind of slow on the PGA Tour. You know, it's it's sort of golf doldrums where we're three weeks after the Masters, we're still another two weeks until the players and and another seven weeks until the U.S. Open. And, and why not do something a little bit different and a little bit um, offbeat? And, and the players certainly have responded, seven of the top 11 in the world and as you noted, you know, two of the days are alternate shot or foursomes, and that is a very difficult format. We see it in the Ryder Cup and make for a great tournament. It's, it's just something different, something we don't see all the time, and, and why not do this once a year? In fact, maybe this will spur them to come up with a couple of other different formats that they could just to sort of break up the routine. Yeah, and the, on Friday and Sunday, they'll be playing four ball, which is, you know, best ball. So it, it really does make it, it mix it up, and it makes for great television. It really does. I think so. I, uh, you know, the, uh, the fact that guys are on each other, um, thing that we're not used to seeing, uh, you know, Friday, or excuse me, Thursday and Saturday are going to go relatively quickly because there's only going to be two balls in state in each group. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm just curious to see how it all goes down. I, uh, uh, it's not match play like the Ryder Cup, but, but foursomes and four ball is what we see in the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup and the team competitions. And, you know, frankly, this don't, ought to only help those players, you know, when those competitions come around, just a little bit more exposure to doing it this way. So we've got some big duos like Henrik Stenson, Justin Rose, Ricky Fowler, Jason Day. Um, I mean, even Bubba Watson and, and J.B. Holmes playing together, does that necessarily, do you think that's going to favor some of those those kind of more big-time groups with some of the, the top echelon of players? Or, you know, can anybody really kind of come through and win this sort of format? Yeah, I, I, I really do think it's possible that we could see somebody we're not talking about or thinking about, uh, you know, simply because, um, well, for two, two things, in the better ball part of it, you know that that might just be one hot guy, and and you can you can get on a roll knowing that you've got a partner to back you up, and if you've got a guy who's aggressive and swinging well and 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 hitting it close uh, and and making a bunch of birdies, you know he he knows that maybe by taking a chance uh, he can get away with it because he's got his partner there to hopefully make a par for him if things go bad. Uh, you know, so so that could happen in any group. These guys are all have their names on their bags and uh, and are capable of making a lot of birdies. The um, the alternate shot part is is I think you know the is is a little bit of the unknown here. Um, you know, how are guys at responding to being put in places they're not used to? Uh, how are they at responding to going uh, you know long stretches without swinging a club? Uh, you know, you you might hit your drive on a on 
on a hole, and then your partner hits it close, uh, and you putt, and then your partner's going to be hitting the drive on the next hole, and then you're hitting a shot. It, you know, you, you might go a, a long stretch of time before you have to hit an iron shot, say. All those things they have to work out and deal with, so I think that kind of creates some unknown there. Sounds like some of the players are really getting into it with some, uh, you know, there are a few that are playing for their country. Um, There are some that are playing for their collegiate teams. And they also said that the wives may be getting involved in this as well. So I I think there could be some really fun atmosphere going on. And no better place than New Orleans for that. Exactly. I mean, what what they've done here is given a tournament that, had difficulty attracting a strong field, uh, a nice boost. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, there's going to be more tension on it. I think a lot of people are going to tune in just to check it out and see what it's like. Uh, I, I hope it works. I hope uh, the players enjoy it and want to embrace it. I mean, you know, and I think there's a lot of other possible pairings that could happen in in, in years to come with players who are skipping it this year. I think you'll you'll see that possibility. It'll be interesting to see if guys come back and keep the same partner or if they switch it up. Um, We're talking about... You know, I, I'm a little fearful of, of, um, of, you know, I guess it's 100 and, 160 players, 80 groups. Uh, that's, that's a lot for the first two days, especially on Friday when it'll be best ball. You know, that's 180 golfers all playing, or excuse me, 160 golfers all playing their same ball. But, uh, you know, I think that's the only negative I see right now. I think, uh, I think there's a lot of potential for this, and I, I really do hope it works and that, that it's embraced and, and just gets better and, and might open up some eyes to, to different formats at other times of the year. You know, there could be another team format or there, we could do a different kind of Stableford event or just something that's, that's out of the norm uh, from the, you know, from the usual week-to-week 72-hole stroke play. Talking to Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Bob, your thoughts on Kevin Chappell finally breaking through. He was probably one of the hottest golfers not to win last year. Came close several times, had uh, three top... Four. Four top... Four top... And a third. Four four second places and a third. Uh, You know, uh, we knew it was time for Kevin and just a a great win on Sunday. And it was great how he won. You know, to make a birdie on the 72nd hole... You know, to avoid a playoff uh, it was really clutch. Uh, that was great to see that. And uh, uh, you're right. You know, he knocked on the door a bunch. Uh, I think it was fairly, you know, obvious that uh, he was going to win a tournament pretty soon. And, and, and he did. But, you know, until you get it done, <laughs> there's always going to be that doubt. And so good for him that he got it accomplished and got it, got it taken care of and you know, that's a guy who, uh, you know, who can be a factor in majors. I mean, he's, he's knocked, knocked it around close a few times, and, and, you know, why couldn't he now add to this? I think now that he's busted that door down, there's a good chance that he, that he can do it some more. Bob, I want to get your thoughts on the uh, USGA and the RNA issuing a new decision on the rules of golf to limit the use of video evidence. This is becoming effective immediately. It puts in place two standards for the Rules Committee to limit the use of video. Uh, The first standard limits evidence that cannot be reasonably seen by the naked eye. 
The second relies on reasonable judgment to determine a specific location when applying the rules. I think we all know with the travesty that happened in the ANA to Lexi Thompson, this second part of the ruling would have made a big difference. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think it's great that they've taken this step. I, you know, there's some of us who wonder what took them so long. Um, you know, uh, the, the whole video part of the game, you know, I, I still have trouble with her being assessed any penalty whatsoever because in real time, how do you notice that she mismarked that ball? I, I just, you know, it, it obviously you have to zero in on it. You have to, the, the camera has to be right at the ball. And basically the, the standard now is if somebody close to it could have seen it, that's going to be viewed as, you know, the sort of the standard for for um, for video evidence to be used. Well, you would have had to have been right next to her, like bending over, looking down at her marking up one foot putt. Who's going to do that? You know, and and yet she's getting vilified for mismarking it. Now she, the the video clearly points out that she did mismark the ball, um, but. How do you see that in real time in, at that speed? You, you, you need to have that video, and to, to see that at the time, I just think it's impossible. Um, and I'm, I'm glad they've done this. Now, they might have opened up a can of worms in trying to judge what we are just talking about right there. You know, my judgment of it is, yeah, the video shows that the, she didn't replace her ball properly. How could you have known that at the time, though? How could anybody have spotted that? Um, I, it just doesn't seem to, to, to hold water. So at least now, though, and, and obviously the reasonable judgment thing, you know, did she, with reason, you know, was reasonable to think that she marked it okay? An official might say, yeah, you know, she picked it up real quick, tried to line up her ball, put it right back down and putted it with the idea that maybe she just wanted to get it over with and didn't want to, didn't want to hold up play. You know, there's so many things there. So, uh, I just feel bad for her. I thought four strokes was excessive. You know, obviously, if, they, if she would have just gotten the two strokes for the infraction, she wins the tournament. You know, so it's um, uh, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that these new things that they proposed in March, now this, that we're moving towards a more simpler uh, and also a more uh, common sense approach to the rules. Absolutely, and something that will benefit the game all the way around. So, Bob, as we break away here, who is your pick? Who's going to be your winning team on Sunday at the Zurich? Well, I didn't exactly uh, go out on a limb here, but I went with uh, Stenson and Rose. Um, Justin won the gold medal. Stenson won the silver medal at the Olympics. They've got a lot of Ryder Cup experience in these formats. They've actually played as a team in the Ryder Cup, uh, and they're two of the best ball strikers around. So uh, I, I just have, I just like, and you know, Justin's won that tournament as an individual in New Orleans. I just sort of like all of that together combined. They're one of the first teams to announce. So uh, I think they got a lot of karma going for them here. I agree. I think you would call that a stout. That's a pick. super team. <laughs> super team, indeed. Yep. Bob Herrick from ESPN, thank you so much as always. And uh, 
We're just a couple weeks out from the Players' Championship. We'll be seeing you up the road here in a couple of weeks, my friend. Thanks so much as always. Bob Herrick, ESPN.com. You're listening to Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game, live from Dubstred in the tap room. We'll be back with more Golf Talk. Stay with us. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. If we could just make hard. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. Coming to you live tonight from the tap room at beautiful Dubs Dread Golf Course in downtown Orlando. Looking outside, a lot of golfers out there. Beautiful night to be playing golf. And we are here celebrating the 18th anniversary of Florida Golf Central Magazine now Golf Central, Central magazine. magazine. Does it feel like 18 years? It feels like 20,000. <laughs> We're mean, here with Terry just... Purdom, the queen bee, as she's known to many of us in the golf industry here in Orlando, and um, the publisher, founder, and um, amazing entrepreneur behind this magazine, Thank you. Terry P. Tell us about the new issue that's out on the streets right now. You know what's really cool, Holly, is our cover feature is Mountain City, Tennessee property. You can fly into this course, Red Tail Mountain Resort, and it's up in the eastern corner of Tennessee. They also have fly fishing. There's a, a private stream that runs through the golf course. It's absolutely beautiful. As you can see, stunning vistas. But the reach that we're getting with Golf Central is the point that I'm trying to make. You know, the distribution there in the mountains. Uh, we're working with Pat Summit's Alzheimer's Research Tournaments, where our magazine is every goodie bag throughout the summer with all of um, the Alzheimer's research. Uh, well, your, your, your new name is Golf Central. Turf, and travel, philanthropy, lifestyle. Yes, I love it. And, you know, you keep on growing, which I love, especially given the, you know, shrinking of Hard many times, print yeah. publications. It's not for wussies. You just print keep, is not for la- weak and the lazy. You keep going strong. You're in Georgia. You're in Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina. You just keep on Alabama, going. Alabama, Mississippi, yes. So what does the next 18 years look like? Oh, you know what? that's a great question. That's a good question, question right? It looks yeah. like fun. A lot of turf life, a lot of, a lot of living yes, and, and respect for the golf course superintendents, the stewards of the game that make this beautiful playing ground what it is. That's why we enjoy it. I mean, I know you guys are shot makers. I know you, uh, Bob Bissell, my partner with Turf Life. May I jump in there with that, Holly, really quick? Let's talk about Turf Life. Okay. You started another venture on top of Got a trademark. Your magazine venture. And June 2nd will be two years that I've owned the Turf Life trademark. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, it's all about respect and showing, you know, pride, awareness, research. Um, Bob's got his spin on it. Bob Bissell, my partner in Turf Life. All I right, was so Bob. lucky to have. Great to meet you. Jerry. <laughs> so it's sort Great of, to be it, on air with you. Sort of, sort of uh, grew out of a thing like Salt Life, right? Yes. Um, and, you know, you were back in the day, actually, very involved with and still 
are the golf course superintendents um, through your your store that you had, but then you also worked with um, one of the superintendent trade magazines. The golf course superintendents have their own publication, the Florida Green, which you How sold. For? Yes, yes. Before you started your own magazine, right? And the Florida Turfgrass Association, and that's why I have the mad love and respect I do for everything from the equipment people. Um, and, and and Bob has his spin on it. What do you call it? The happy place. Happy, happy space. Happy uh, space. Yeah, I played. Uh, had the fortune to play college football at the University of Tampa, and. We played on this old field at Phillips Field, uh, practice rather, and, uh, you know, it's basically dirt with a few weeds, and, uh, and then we used to play at the old Sombrero in Tampa Stadium, so on Saturday nights for the games, when, when you stepped onto that natural turf, it was just something special, you know, you just looked around, it was, the field was lined beautifully, and you just felt just terrific about your performance of getting out in the field, you, you felt faster, you felt stronger. And uh, so that was our happy space as a football player. And I think that translates into <clears throat> golf courses and a step on a beautiful golf course. Why you I see the golf? manicured greens Absolutely. and you're just like, boy, I'm just really in my happy space. And we, we know we get a whole lot of that the week we watch uh, the Masters, right? That uh, is a happy uh, yeah, place yeah. and space Amen. in terms of Amen. Yeah. Amen. beautiful. Gonna, beautiful I think turn. they're going to be our next sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kinda, you know, no, no, no. Hey, we're looking for partners all the time. <laughs> you got so let's explain what Turf Life is about. You've got, uh, you know, you've got apparel. Explain to our listeners what Turf Life is it, all about. It's a branding product. It's awareness, uh, education, awareness, Respect, pride, you know, if I could sum it all up into pride, mostly, you know, for what we do and how people who manage turf, people who grow turf, people who play sports turf. We have people from the NFL here, Gerald Lights and the Hizzle, uh, you know, all the way down to not just limited to soccer, right? I know, absolutely. Every sport, uh, equestrian, yes. Baseball. Yep. Uh, every, every tur- but the largest amounts of turf maintained are golf courses. And owning a golf magazine, I've been doing a feature called Live Golf from April 99, April 1st, 99, Joel Jackson used to write it for us. Everybody in the industry knows who Joel Jackson is. And it was to educate the consumers about, you better repair that ball mark. It's just classless if you don't pick up garbage, if you don't repair your divot, if you don't repair that ball mark. Well, yeah. You feel it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me make a point that I think is uh, pretty salient about comparing us with something like Salt Life. Salt Life is also about, you know, people's happy space being on the ocean, boating, surfing, kayaking, whatever you're doing on the ocean. Um, You know, we're also celebrating the players on the field, the people that step on the field, feel happy space. But in addition to that, we're celebrating the mowers and the growers of those beautiful turf spaces. So I think that's something that differentiates ourselves, something that makes us, you know, a little bit more aware of the sustainability of turf, you know, of what the, you know, being a part of the Green Planet type of movement. And, um, you know, so I really think that the, there's a feel-good component, you know, from that perspective as well as from the perspective of the players when you step on those great turfs. And it's inter- international. Everybody from Band and Dunes, Ken Nice, we do a feature. We do at least four to five features in Golf Central magazine celebrating the turf life. Um, and, and if I can go back to Golf Central just a minute. Part of the turf life is also the charity. That's why philanthropy, philanthropy happens to be part of our tagline now. Well, and giving I, back. I don't know anybody that has covered more 
charity tournaments in the state of Florida than Terry Purdom, uh, more than any, I, I would say, golf publication in the country. Uh, just, for example, if you pick up this month's issue, you know, you've got a half a dozen tournaments in here, including your it's, it's uh, wonderful feature on the Arnold Palmer Invitational, which we know is written by Holly G. Uh, live and well, and what a fun tournament we had yes. this, this March. Yes. And he was grown from a greenskeeper. Absolutely. So, you know, the greatest man in the game, the legend, was his father was a greenskeeper. That's how he got into golf. And look what happened. You know, he loved being out there, and he had respect. For the green. So people can pick up Golf Central magazine at many of their favorite golf courses around town, but also you reach a number of people, almost what, a hundred and something, 80,000 out there? We're with our right? e-blast now. 180,000 with your digital version. Yes, so, yes. People um, like to see it in their inbox. I'm not that kind of girl. I like a print piece. I like to hold something and look at it and smell the ink, uh, but people like to see it, you know, on air. Um, uh, absolutely. Fantastic. Like well, in their inbox. Um, congratulations. We are just sort of getting the, the party started here. A lot of love in this room. A lot of love Thank in this you, room. everybody. A lot of people from across the golf industry. And uh, a few of your younger reporters. We have Miss Bella, who is your Ms. nine. Miss Bella Dovey. Dovey, who is your nine-year-old journalist and a newcomer to your crew. She actually did her interview with Mr. Palmer last year at Arnold Palmer Bay Hill and went back and presented. And we have magazines. Giovanni. The photographer, Giovanni. Gio. Gio, who is uh, How old? featured this. Six years old? Six He's years old. Out there shooting photography on the golf course. Genovese. Giovanni Genovese, you got to check him out. You are just, you just, you cover the kids, you cover junior golf, you're all about growing the game. We love it. And we have our senior correspondent, Rick Harris, here is 87 years old. He's been with us since the very first issue. And he writes books. He's selling his book, The Ventura Stories, for $15. I thought I'd throw Rick a plug like that. He doesn't <laughs> even know what I'm years talking old. about. That is awesome. Well, that's what makes our game great. That's right. And, uh, we've got a lot more golf talk coming up. Stay with us. The Golf Insiders will be right back. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing. And then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so to me. I got good eyesight, I'll be all right. I get my dentures shining bright. I got a deaf right ear for those golf carts I can steer. Well, we're not young like we once were. Why don't you come along, old girl? Let's get that tap flowing, Will P. I know, right? Oh, my gosh. Hey. What do you got to do to get a drink around here? I, I got a twosome right here, Will P. Alejandro and Giovanni Genovese. Wow, check out those shades. I'm telling you, watch out. These two will be playing in Zurich no time soon. <laughs> Four years old and six years old. They've got the smoothest swings in Orlando. And um, look at this one with the sunglasses. He's already... He's too cool. He's, he's too Hanging cool for school, isn't exactly. he? Oh, man. So we've got all of our fans here tonight celebrating the 18th anniversary of Golf Central Magazine. And in the house, uh, we have one of our favorites, 
often a guest host in the golf house at the Golf Insiders, Jay Golden. Hey, great to be back, I'll tell you. One of Orlando's finest teachers, one of the finest teachers in the country, has taught many a aspiring web.com player, most recently PGA Tour with Rob Oppenheim. Total beginners, kids. You do it all, Jay Golden. How about Bella? Bella, Holy mackerel. amazing. Nine years old, won over 150 tournaments. Don't forget that we have partnered with the Big Summer Golf Card, your guide to summer of great golf. For 60 bucks, you can get this card and play from May until October. And here's the deal. You get to play some of the best golf courses around Orlando. We're talking about all the Disney courses. We're talking about Eagle Creek, Eagle Dunes. Uh, Southern Dunes. I don't even know where I am anymore. (laughs) Orange County National. I've been traveling too much. Red Tail. um, Orange County National. You just said that one. Champions Gate. There you go. Who are you? Uh, Timaquan. Timaquan. That's what I just played there on Sunday. So uh, if if there's Stony Brook, one of your favorite courses in Orlando, I can guarantee you it's on the big summer golf cart. So go check it out for 50. 60 bucks. Not 15. Not 15. <laughs> BigSummerGolf.com. 15. And uh, we'll be out at Disney on Monday for their kickoff event. One o'clock shotgun. Jay Golden, you should come play with You're us. You're right. I should. Uh, if you want to find out more, go to TheGolfInsiders.com. Jay, a couple of words on, uh, you know, you've, you've been a contributor to Golf Central Magazine for a long time. We've known Terry P. Uh, respect her greatly for all she's done. Your comments on this celebration well first of all uh, someone who really was not in the golf industry at all and realized that there were a lot of golf magazines out there that were based on instruction and people's opinions and theories that there was more of a need for a lifestyle magazine in golf because golf is much more than playing and that's what she concentrated on and that's what she did and she's been doing it for 18 years which is pretty amazing that she was able to do that and with her unique idea of you know you look at all of these golf magazines and you read five tips and one contradicts this one and this one contradicts this one you know i once made a a joke about that i said the greatest publishers of golf magazines all got together and said there's the secret the three c's confuse 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 and you know what keeps people buying more product and more information isn't it if you want to say something raise your hand (laughs) (laughs) spoken like a true single digit (laughs) So, but you teach out at Winter Park Pines, yes. so you get to see a wide variety of players. Yes. Another great, great track here in it Orlando. It is, it is, and it's very affordable, and, and location, and the range balls aren't that expensive, and the putting green, and lessons, and Winter Pines really is uh, one of the, the gems of Central Florida, I Pro- think, in Winter Park. Probably one of the most played golf courses in the area, for sure. Every time you go out there, there's multiple groups waiting on the first tee. It's what you call a cash cow, That's Will for P. Sure. Cash well, cow. but not as crowded as it once was. Yeah. You know, golf all over is down a little, and, and if someone wants to go there, it's not like you have a real long wait, and the, the, the round is not really that slow. You know, things move along. But it certainly is uh, a great place at a great price. We've got summer coming up, a lot of kids, you know, looking for things to do this summer. you got some special programs going on? Of course not. I hate kids. You love kids. Oh, that's right. So many kids you've taught. Well, How do they find you? Well, uh, you know, just call Winter Pines Golf Course and ask for Jay Golden, and, you know, I have different programs. But the thing that I like about golf now compared to when I 
I uh, started playing golf. And that is, they're so much younger now. You see two-year-olds, three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds. You never saw that before. I know. We got two of them right here in the house. And I think that's great. I love it. Great, smooth swings. They, they watch these guys on TV. They watch them on the Internet. And it's amazing how, you know, how, how young. And, and even the guys coming out on tour, they don't have any get-up-to-speed. They're winning tournaments right. right as they come out. My kids all started at one-year-old. Unbelievable. Will Perry, we're running out of time. We've I had know an you're amazing, gonna ask me for my pick, amazing but... night here at Dubstred. Who's your pick? Who's... I'm going to go with Ricky and Jason Day. Does that mean that you get two picks? I, I'm going with that studly pairing of Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson. I'm, I'm going for the Olympic team. And my second pick, okay. because I just love these two. Bubba Watson and J.B. Holmes, how can you, you not? How can you not pick them? I can't wait to see what outfits they show up in. Sandy Lyle and Nick Faldo. Oh, and who do you think was That's the greatest pairing of, of all time? Greatest pairing of all time? I'm going to say the Armada. Jose Alathabal and Sebi. All-time greatest twosome. We're out of here. The Golf Insiders, we love you. We'll be back next week. Keep Get swinging. them straight. Bye-bye.